glad you could join us for the big wrench. <laughs> big wrench. <laughs> <laughs> what a start to the show. The Big Wrench on Cork's Red FM. Rory here with you until 7pm. A top hour of wrenching news coming your way, including we're going to have react from the Cork Muggy doubleheader at Pork Rim, where the intermediates and the seniors were both in action. We're going to be looking back on Ireland's defeat to New Zealand this morning. Owen Cadigan's going to be on with us, the former Cork hurler, talking all things Cork hurling and looking ahead to the minor clash tomorrow, the minor All-Ireland final tomorrow. We're going to be talking to broadcaster and author Jackie Hurley about the Women's Irish Open. We're going to talk to the Cork Admirals after their game today. High-scoring draw for them today. Plenty more to come over the next hour as well. You're listening to The Big Wrench on Cork's Red FM. Rory here with you. Glad you could join us on this Saturday evening. 0868104106 if you'd like to get in touch uh, about anything sport related. Uh, 29 minutes on the clock and Kilkenny are in irresistible form against Clare in that All-Ireland semi-final. It is Kilkenny 14 points, Clare 5 points. Clare just can't get near that moment. Kilkenny doing what Kilkenny do uh, and looking very, very good uh, while doing it. The winning goal here could be even worse here now for Clare and the shot gone in and that is saved bit of a let off there for Clare but Kilkenny far too strong balls come back out and it's back over the bar so Kilkenny's lead is now 10 Kilkenny 15 points uh, Clare 5 points is how things stand there at the moment in Camogie as I mentioned the Cork Seniors in action they lost to Tipperary today 117 to 116 plenty to discuss in that game Jeremy McCarthy is going to be um, joining us in just a little bit to talk about that but it was um, a victory for Tipperary in the end Galway through to the semi-finals uh, their draw with Kilkenny was enough to send them into the last four uh, 117 to 214 elsewhere down beating Offaly Limerick beat Antrim and Waterford beating Clare Dublin winner over Wexford so Limerick will play Waterford in the quarterfinals Dublin are set to meet Kilkenny those will be on the weekend of July 16th uh, in rugby and as I mentioned defeat for Ireland this morning 42-19 Johnny Sexton had to go off uh, for a head injury assessment today uh, he didn't return to the field of play afterwards um, so that happened in the first half now he's going to be assessed during the week however coach Andy Farrell reckons that uh, he will be able to um, play or he may be able to play uh, in the second test Johnny's, Johnny's fine in that so HIA two is passed. HIA three, hopefully will be passed in a, in a, in a few days. And uh, if that happens, it's concussion, not confirmed. All right, in golf and uh, play uh, play uh, drawings for close at uh, day three of the Irish Open. There for us, Mount Juliet, Dennis Curran. Poland's Adrian Moronk takes a single shot lead into the final round of the Horizon Irish Open with a third round 68 that included three birdies in his last four holes, moving him clear of the large chasing pack. Three players are within the shot of the lead England's Jack Senior, Paraguay's Fabrizio Zanotti, and Spain's Jorge Campillo. Ireland's Seamus Power had one of his toughest days on a golf course in quite some time. The Waterford man shot a disappointing pointing round of 77. He's right out of contention on three under. Earlier Shane Larry completed a fine round of 68 to move up to seven under par, six shots off the lead. He will target a high finish tomorrow. Padraig Harrington had a round of 71. He's four under par while Niall Carney is back on two under. At the Horizon Irish Open at Mount Juliet, I'm Dennis Kerwin. Let's hear a little bit from Ashim's power after that disappointing third round as Dennis mentioned. Yeah, I mean no, no excuse. It just was one of those days just everything was kind of, everything was poor and just lots of bad swings really. So, yeah, I, I 
couple of good holes to start and then some loose shots kind of all over the place. No real excuse for him really. So uh, disappointing when you know, get some rest now and get out tomorrow and see what happens. In the SSC, Artricity Women's National League, Cork City in the road to Athlone Town. Tonight that kicks off at 7-1 game in the Men's Premier Division, 5th place Liger Rovers, welcoming Damien Duff's uh, Shelburne to the showgrounds. That starts at 7.45, victory for Shells and move them to within a point of their opponents. Gavin Kilkenny, meanwhile, has completed his move to Stoke, the Republic of Ireland, under-21 international, and is joining on a season-long loan from Bournemouth. Cristiano Ronaldo has asked to be allowed to leave Manchester United should the top flight club receive a satisfactory offer in the transfer window according to the Times. The Portugal Force decision is said to be driven by a desire to play in the Champions League for the remainder of his career. Ronaldo has never played in the Europa League in which United will feature this season after finishing sixth in the Premier League. Tennis world number one Iga Sviantek is out of Wimbledon she suffered a straight sets defeat to Elise Cornet of France in the last 32 2019 champion Simona Halep is through after her win over Magdalena French in the men's singles Rafa Nadal continues his quest for a calendar Grand Slam he plays Lorenzo Senegal of Italy Motorsport and Lewis Hamilton qualifying in fifth for tomorrow's British uh, F1 Grand Prix a wet session in Silverstone Ferrari's Carlos Sainz grab pole position ahead of the championship leader Max Verstappen and in hockey the Ireland women's team set out on their World Cup journey this evening as they take on Netherlands in Pool A from half past six in Amstelveen besides Matt in the 2018 final Netherlands winning that one 6-0 hopefully it'll be better, it'll be better uh, this evening alright coming up in half time in Croke Park Kilkenny 16 points Clare 6 points a lot of work for the banner to do there to get back into that game still a long way to go uh, as things stand and as I just say that Kilkenny have tacked on another point Kilkenny 17 points Clare 6 points is how it stands 34 minutes on the clock we'll start out with Camogie and Cork's defeat to Tipperary going to hear from boss Matthew Jimmy shortly here is Captain Amy Lee in conversation with our manager Amir Cork Captain uh, Amy Lee obviously real frustration and disappointment from Cork Cork's point of view now you didn't play today but from the sideline I mean it's frustrating enough to be involved was it more frustrating to be watching on ah yeah it's always frustrating to watch and I actually went up behind the goals myself to see what the lads are looking at and look I suppose you can't win them all and look it's, it's probably a reflection on ourselves how we've been training and stuff we just know now we have to up it from here on out before the semi-final that's what Matthew has said straight after the game Okay, you're going to have to put this one to bed as quickly as you possibly can because there is a semi-final to play for does that in effect coming into the game do you think that was in players' heads now not necessarily in their heads during the game but that the cushion of knowing they were playing the semi-final ah yeah definitely look came in probably a small bit complacent and we shouldn't have um, we need to treat every game like it's it's our last game and the performance out there probably wasn't what we would consider Cork Sanders so again look we need to just look at ourselves on when we go training now next week and go from there again set ourselves up for the semi-final in three weeks It's a, it's a very motiv- self-motivated group though and this is as I said to some of the other players this is the serious fuel you need now it might have been the kick up the arse that you needed to realise there's more work to be done Oh yeah definitely look it's always nice to get a kick up the backside to be like cop yourselves on um, it's just all about now switching switching the, the loss into positives and working on what we didn't work on out in the pitch today 
Yeah, and look, just finally, look, this group of players, you know, they don't need an, an awful lot of coaching when it comes to the motivation and what they want to get, what they want to achieve, what you want to achieve this year after last year's disappointment in the All-Ireland. Serious three weeks ahead, but no better group of players to get stuck in. Ah, yeah, exactly. And look, the experience that, that we have on the panel, like Ashling, Johanna Looney coming in, I think that the younger players are here, Saoirse, they've really stood up, like, and there's no doubt Tuesday night we'll, we'll hear loads of voices and look again we'll just drive on and it'll be ourselves pushing it more than anything else Thanks very much Amy No matter The Big Red Bench on Cork FM. that is Cork Captain Amy Lee there in conversation with Jur uh, Jur's on the line he's going to be joining us uh, very very shortly first though we're going to hear from Cork boss Matthew Toomey uh, Cork senior Camogie manager Matthew Toomey 117 to 116 defeat in the Glen Dimplex all earned Camogie championship Matthew obviously disappointment at, uh, at losing the game could it put it to you that because Mines were already not on the semi-final but knew they were in the semi-final that, did that have some sort of effect today? Um, I suppose it did um, there, there was definitely none that like, but it's, it still doesn't excuse the performance especially in the first half we were very disappointed we were very like we knew Tipperary their delays depending on winning today like, but the way they, our lads responded was, was very very poor in the first half we thought we addressed the second or the half time um, we came back into the game a draw we could have squeezed it out but we didn't and you know it's, it's just very disappointing the performance like it's, it's, it's not the way we wanted to go into the semi-final regardless of you know, us being there already just we weren't happy with it today at all maybe it's a thing bring us back down to work now to go away for the next three weeks now and nail into it again because something has to be done now Yeah you played well in patches but it wasn't enough over the full 60 you couldn't do it together on Tipperary we were just a bit more clinical in front of goal yeah? They were yeah like they, we went I think in the point down at half time we were very lucky it could have been 6 or 7 you know, and it would have been justice to them the way they played we, we kind of you know, and then I haven't said that and we had three goal chances we could have taken it but we just didn't we weren't at the races at all today everything about the game I just you know there's very few players you could say look they did themselves justice unfortunately but that's the way it is you know like if you don't have the desire you don't have the fire in the belly you're not going to do anything and, and unfortunately we were, we were lacking that major way today Yeah frustration is clearly the overriding emotion for everybody associated with Cork but there's an All-Ireland semi-final to get ready for there's an All-Ireland semi-final to prepare for and all minds must change, focus on that now yeah Absolutely yeah we look at wounds now tonight like and you know and come back to training now Tuesday night and like uh, I can imagine what's going to happen inside the training like but um, we have to do it you know it might be the kick in the backside we needed like but certainly you know there's going to be a lot of improvement there have to be made uh, thanks very much Roger. thanks Joe uh, the big revenge on Cork shot of um, that is Matthew Jimmy there speaking uh, to Jer after uh, today's one point defeat to Tipperary um, half time in Croke Park and lads this is all over bar the shouting it's uh, Kilkenny 117 Clare 6 points Kilkenny have been absolutely irresistible in that opening 35 minutes incredible stuff from the Cats uh, Clare just look absolutely shell shocked there's still 35 minutes to go I'm not saying that they can't come back but it's, it's going to take a miracle uh, Kilkenny 117 Clear six points. Uh, Jor joins us on the line now. Jor, hopefully at no seagulls down in Porky Rin today. <laughs> How did I know that was going to be the first question <laughs> I was going to get asked today? No, thankfully, just on ground level. Uh, four seasons in one day is a song yeah. from a million years ago. One said, though, Rory, but uh, other than that, thankfully, not atta- nobody attacking me today from the seagull fraternity. <laughs> we heard Matthew Chumi there saying that this um, result was probably the kick up the backside they need. Uh, would you go along with that? Yes, absolutely. I think, um, you know, Cork just 
Cork played well in patches today, Rory, but they didn't play well enough over 60 minutes to earn a win. And that's the bottom line. And like Tipperary, let's give them some credit because um, they've they've had a very difficult season. But Quill Milani brought the side here today. They were really up for it. They were 1-6 to 1-1 up after about 13 minutes and they had a point lead at the halftime. In the second half, they kicked on again in the third quarter. But Cork kept battling, kept trying to get back into the game. They knew they weren't playing as well as they could. They knew they weren't playing partic- as good as we've seen them this year. And it looked right near the end of Amy O'Connor free it looked to me like it had gone over the bar and had been uh, flagged as, as a point but it was obviously wide um, and that was deep into injury time frustration yes because look Tipperary had everything to play for Cork already in an All-Ireland semi-final before they got to Parky Ring today but that's no excuse and all the players that I spoke to afterwards and the managers you just heard there as well um, just really disappointed with the performance and the loss because you know it's three weeks to an All-Ireland final and as well as that then there was a disappointment afterwards with Ashley Thompson Yeah what happened with Ashley Thompson red card after the final whistle? Yeah, I was in, in the process of trying to put a report up on social media for the Big Red Bench and I, I heard her being called back by the referee. Um, I didn't get to hear what the conversation was. Ashley was very upset. Um, she came in for a lot of attention. To, it, firstly, it wasn't a dirty match by any means, Rory, whatsoever, but it was hard. It was physical. And Ashley took a lot of hard knocks. She was clearly frustrated with something after the final whistle. The referee called her back, insisted that she was brought back to him. When she was brought back to him, he brandished her with a straight red card. I'm assuming, and my understanding in the, the county or the Cork Mogi County board, committee members that I spoke mm. to, their understanding is it's for a language or it's for um, foul and abusive language but if it's a straight red which it is that means she's out of the semi-final and that is an absolutely massive loss now an appeals process may be involved in the meantime I'm not too sure but look it's it's just adding to an already frustrating day when one of Cork's best players and most influential players may not get to play now in the semi-final That would be massive George she missed the semi-final wouldn't it? Uh, it would because she held down that centre-back position since moving out of the midfield slot that she started off the year and she's just one of those she, Ashley Thompson is a rare player that you can play, play her in any position Rory and she's mm. just going to be excel at it she's just that good but it was the way she played today she tore out the defence towards the end there when Cork were down by two points she tore out the defence saw the first break of the day she got without being pulled and dragged and you know flicked the ball over the bar magnificent score and inspired Cork and Hannah Looney equalised shortly afterwards um, that's just before uh, caught the van for tip got the winning free at the other end but her leadership on and off the pitch is huge to Cork and she would be a massive, massive loss. Now, we don't know what the process is in terms of appealing it, if there's time or if, if, if it's something they can even do. But look, from Cork's point of view, it is really, really disappointing because it was bad enough and frustrating enough at the end of a game that Tipperary edged and deserved to edge. Let's be clear about this mm. and let's give them some credit. As I said, they did play very, very well today. Um, but really frustrating for Ashling and for Cork if they've lost their centre-back ahead of that semi-final. Big time, Ger, big time. Uh, just on the game itself, Ger, uh, uh, you could almost forgive the players subconsciously for kind of taking the foot off the gas a little bit. They've qualified for the semi-final. That was their job done already. And I suppose players want to mind themselves for the semi-final and uh, maybe not get injured three weeks out and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's a fair point and I think it's something that they're going to have to talk about and, and, and discuss, but it still doesn't excuse the patchy performance, Rory. It, yeah. it, like the, all this year, it's it's actually very similar to the Cork Ladies footballers. You know, we need a full 60 minutes from them. Definitely know at the business end of the championship and the players are aware of it, Rory. I mean, they were, they were just so disappointed and upset and a, a word too for the Cork senior panel. Every single one of them stayed out in the pitch for a good half an hour plus afterwards, signing autographs, yeah. taking photographs, I know that they were upset. I know that it had been a very, very difficult day. But once again, showing the showing their true value as 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 Camogie players, I think that's worth mentioning. But yeah, it's um, 
it's one of those things like Cork will be heading into a semi-final on the back of a loss to a team a Tipperary team that played well today deserved a win but have not played well all year and have been a real disappointment overall it's been a very disappointing season for Tipperary Camogie and I guess coming into today a lot of people just expected that Cork were going to win because they've been on such a good role they're in the semi-final and you know there had been a bit of speculation would Matthew Toomey experiment would he give his bench you know the players on the panel a chance and he said no way because it's three weeks nearly a month to their next competitive game he had mm. to play his strongest yeah, yeah. team and he did he did that it didn't work out it's very frustrating but the one big positive Rory as Matthew said himself next Tuesday night at training he said he, I, I think he wouldn't he doesn't want to be out on the pitch when they start playing whatever practice game they play <laughs> Cork, Cork of three weeks to get it right and there is no better self-motivated group I think in, in senior Camogie along with Galway and Kilkenny to get the job done um, it's going to be difficult now on the back of this display and this performance and this loss but I if give Cork three weeks and I think I would hope I would like to think that they'll get things right they'll certainly be motivated to do so mm. and Jar, that was the first game of a double header today the intermediates uh, no such trouble for them a big win over Kildare no and a really powerful performance Joanne Casey like um I'm just trying to tot up here like their top score throughout the afternoon but Clean O'Callaghan will take the headlines with four goals of the 5.25 or sorry of the 5.21 that they, they knocked over it's a smashing score now Kildare let's be fair to them under Joe Quaid um, a Limerick legend that he is um this is a very difficult step up for them at this particular grade and intermediate level. They, they they battled hard. They got two great goals in the second half from Roisin Ford and they brought it back to 12 points and that's not meant to be smart. A team of Kildare's calibre and Cork Intermediate's calibre, if they were they were within 12 points and they were on top for a small period before Cork reasserted con- control and got some uh, some late goals. Clean O'Callaghan, four goals. Fantastic performance by her. Michelle Murphy as well, a word for her at centre forward, 1-2. Joanne Casey was the star of the show with all her points and her, and her performance. But I think from... Um, from uh, Trevor Coleman's point of view and the Cork Intermediates they're now into a, they needed to win to be sure of reaching a semi-final it's interesting to see the difference in the mindset between the seniors and the intermediates had the intermediates come in today already there who knows what kind of performance we might have gotten but they were on point from the opening minute they played really really well fantastic score to get 521 um, that they did and to reach a semi-final and this is a team with intentions of winning it all early mm. they were bouncing back remember from a loss to Derry up in Noanbeg as well so really encouraging performance and a word to Rory before he finished tomorrow on Sunday afternoon in Kilkenny the Cork under 16s under Donny Daly the reigning All-Ireland under 16 champions have to beat Kilkenny to stay in the championship that's going to be some game we'll have a reaction from that as well hopefully um, but good luck to them Alright sure. thanks for that for more on today's games the Women's Sport Podcast on redfm.ie and from wherever you get your podcasts on Thursday afternoon Sure, thanks a million No worries that's Jeremy McCarthy there, uh, the hardest working person in the business uh, down at Porgyrin for us today. Uh, we can get a half-time report from uh, Croke Park. Our man Oisín Langan is there. Half-time of the All-Ireland semi-final. Kilkenny absolutely cruising. Kilkenny 117, clear six points to goal. Coming in injury time at the first half, Mossy Keown, a scrappy enough goal, but it came just seconds after Clare had a chance at the other end. They've hit 11 wides in this game so far, Clare. Kilkenny have only hit one and at the break they have a 14 point lead Paul Murphy former All-Ireland winner with Kilkenny what's gone right for Kilkenny what's gone wrong for Clare Kilkenny just look absolutely electric here Clare I don't know are they flat are they a small bit tired after the the last few weeks or after having but Kilkenny are just all over it here I mean all you have to do is look at the spread of scores for Kilkenny both midfielders and all six forwards are after scoring from play Martin Keown the only person who hasn't scored a point from play but crucially he got a goal where three points were played so I mean Kilkenny are just electric coming out of the backs using the ball really 
well they always seem to have an extra man and for me at the moment Adrian Mullins got four points and he came out with the last ball down here so Kilkenny it's, it's theirs to lose at the moment OK Paul Murphy for now thank you very much half time here in Kilkenny or half time here in Crow Park I should say but it is very much Kilkenny Stadium at the moment they lead Clare 117 to 6 points keep in mind Clare lost John Conlon late in the day he didn't start this game he won't play any part I'm not sure though even that can explain what's gone wrong for the banner so far half time Kilkenny 117 Clare 6 points yes absolutely electric stuff there uh, from Kilkenny and it could be a long long 35 minutes for Clare to be posted on that one alright as I mentioned uh, Ger and I were talking about uh, the intermediates and their good win today over Kildare uh, going to hear now first uh, from their boss Trevor Coleman now I'm here with the victorious Cork Intermediate Camogie manager Trevor Coleman following his side's comprehensive victory over Kildare Trevor first of all congratulations um, will that be enough do you think yeah, look, we we watching the score from the other game. Derry only won by six points, so that gives us enough note to go straight through to a semi-final. I believe Mead are going with us as well, and Derry are going with us. Mead bet Kilkenny as well. So look, we're straight into a semi-final. It's good. We can get to watch the semi-finals next week, or the quarter-finals next weekend, which is great. We'll see what we're up against. You know? um, this is what you wanted. You wanted the result. You wanted the performance. Kane O'Callaghan came up trumps me there with all those goals. Yeah, to be fair, she looks. She's threatening it all year. We know she is a big goal threat, and to be fair to the goal, she may be under small bit pre- uh, pressure today for opposition, but she answered us in boxes and space. To be honest, look for goals you can't dispute that and from an inside forward I look to be fair our first half was probably excellent again you can't keep that performance going for 60 minutes so again second half we died a small bit but again when we needed to, after the two goals from Kildare we upped it again and we, we got the result we needed which is great are you in the best possible position then because you got the win you're into the semi-finals but there are things to work on yes there's, there's obviously always things to work on George. look to be fair we'll go back to the training Tuesday night probably let the goals out for a drink tonight but on Tuesday night we knock alone again we trained hard again this week because uh, we just thought we were going to be stale the last two games so we put in a good session Tuesday night tailed it back a small bit Thursday night but again we'll be going hard for another week or two hopefully try and get a game in, in, in the next week as well but look can't huge credit to the goals we asked them for performance we asked them to bounce back from the last two games and they did that so uh, no complaints any injury concerns coming out of this game no to be fair we had a couple of injuries last week against Derry Siobhan Hutchinson and John Casey which are huge losses to us again they got through 60 minutes today two of them were it was one injuries of a sickness last week we took the decision not to start them look they probably may be backfired us on the spot but we have a panel we're speaking about our panel all year and we get we got goals game time there again out today which is great so look we'll drive on we're in the semi-finals where we want to be uh, looking forward to that semi-final as well just for the management team and the players this is a lot of hard work has gone into it and something to aim for now yeah a huge six months gone into it Charles. <laughs> takes up your whole life as you know mm. so look we're getting the rewards now and hopefully look we can push on and get a win in the semi-final as well with the help of God and thanks for all your support now we're delighted to be joined by Hayley Ryan and Joanne Casey two of the Cork players who helped their county defeat um, Kildare in the Glen Diplex All-Ireland Intermediate Championship group match here in Parkering this afternoon first of all to you Joanne uh, into an All-Ireland semi-final job done uh, but not, not not straightforward for most of it yeah no I suppose we made a bit of hard work there for it you know I suppose we were going down scoring difference today um, I know we're after drawing points there with Derry but I suppose on scoring difference we're true yes, to the semi so um, yeah look we're delighted to be there it was hard work to get there but I suppose we know what we have to do over now for the next couple of weeks to try and prepare for the All-Ireland semi-final and we're delighted to be there now we're, we're, we're thrilled with that result yeah, you put a lot of hard work and you're coming from a long trip up to Owenbeg when it didn't work out for you, but you got the reaction you wanted today. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose we were very disappointed there during the week and the lads even said it to us in training, like we trained hard during the week. Mm. The disappointment had gotten to us, you know, we didn't want to lose today, we didn't want to be going to a quarterfinal. Um, so I suppose, look, it was disappointing last weekend, but it's probably benefited us this weekend, so we're delighted. 
You'd agree with that, Haley. I mean, there was a reaction needed today and you, you, you brought the reaction out onto the pitch? Definitely. I think every single one of us were disappointed last week after going up to Derry and we just knew that we were better than what the performance we put in last week. I think everyone was driven today. We wanted to go out, put in a performance and in fairness, just do ourselves proud and I think everyone everyone lifted it now today, thankfully. Yeah, because the third quarter, Kildare came back at you. They got two goals. They, they got the they got the points down to about 12-point difference. I know it sounds big, but on a day you needed to come up big with scores, you reacted again and you got the positive reaction in the final quarter. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something I think we'll have to look at as well. I think going forward against stronger teams, that's something we can't afford to do is let teams back into the game. So we'll look at that and hopefully we you know, we can, going forward, we won't let that happen against them going forward to the semi-final. But this is where you want to be. You've worked incredibly hard to get to this point. Reaching a semi-final for this group of players is just reward for what you've done. But now even more hard work begins. Yeah, no, we definitely, we're under no illusions. We know we've put the, put the foot back in the pedal now on Tuesday night. So we'll relax tonight, we'll relax over the weekend and we'll drive on again on Tuesday and hopefully we can, we can keep pushing on this year now, hopefully. This is a great panel for putting the work in. Are they a great panel for relaxing and enjoying themselves, Joanne? Ah, uh, we are. We all get on fairly well now. In fairness, there's a good mix of kind of old and young. I suppose I've one myself into the older category there, um, and the lads. You know, the, there's good respect with the management and stuff as well. So, like, you know, we're a good, we're a good solid team between management and players and everything. And look, we want the result at the end of the day. You know, we're going match by match. But I suppose, look, we're looking at two matches now, and ho- whoever we face in the semi-final will be looking to to get to Crow Park in August. So, fingers crossed, we'll get there. Well, listen, for everybody in the big red bench, uh, including yourself, Haley, on the big red bench, uh, best of luck to you. Thank you very much. Well done today. Thanks, Jim McCarthy there in conversation uh, with uh, the Cork Intermediate panel down at Parky Rin today following their win over Kildare. Uh, right, we're going to hear from uh, former Cork curler Owen Cadigan in just a bit. First, we're going to talk American football and uh, the Cork Admirals holding uh, tryouts for their youth day tomorrow. That's happening at Old Christian's uh, Rugby Ground tomorrow morning. Uh, senior coach Alan Lastney um, joined me on the line a little bit earlier to talk about that. But first, uh, the seniors played out a very, very entertaining game today against the team they're likely to face uh, in the playoffs now so we're going to talk to uh, Cork Admirals head coach Alan Masney Alright, delighted to be joined on the line by our good friend uh, head coach of the Cork Admirals Alan Masney Alan, how are you sir? I'm good Rory, thank you How are you? I'm good, thanks for coming on the show um, We're going to talk about the uh, the Rookie Youth Day in a bit but first, the seniors uh, a tough game today a high scoring game today a dramatic game today against UCD Yeah, we're uh, we're literally finished there about half an hour ago uh, 28 all it finished at the end both teams had a chance to win it in the last two minutes uh, and it ended up it ended up at a tie which is quite unusual in in our sport um, but there is no overtime in regular season so there's only overtime in the playoffs so um, both teams get the tie so we were the they were um, the team they were just above us in the standing so um, it's kind of we were all kind of looking at each other and going how does that fix things? <laughs> so, so, great game though. Great game. Yeah, I can, can imagine. This was uh, your seventh game, I believe. How has the season been going so far? Season's very good. We, uh, we well, we, start, we started poorly. We, we lost the first two. We won four in the trot and then we had a draw today. So, we've won more home game in Cork next week against the Belfast Trojans. Uh, the draw today more or less has, has us in the playoffs for a semi-final away to the team we played today again, actually, UCD. And, um, so yeah, it's looking good. We'll get a, we get back to the playoffs, which is the goal. And uh then we'll um we'll have another another go at these lads and see who can who can get to the final. Uh, so what would you have learned today now from today's game that you bring into that game against UCD in a few weeks? I think we uh we certainly on on offense we we kinda of started a bit slow. We kinda of, we we didn't uh maybe utilise some of the things we had on tape from them early, but then we started picking on, on a few of their particular players that we watched on tape. 
and um, once we got that going we were able to move guys around into positions where they were open um, and like we had we had quite a lot of passing yards today mm. so I think you know we know now we've what combination of receivers maybe to put out there in, in, in what areas to um, to kind of exploit their, their secondary Who's been standing out for you so far this season uh, On offence uh, Steve Hayes who is the, the national team quarterback as well as ours he's, he's doing very well I mean He's uh, he's been our leader for a long time, and he, he played exceptionally well again today. Um, we have a couple of rookie run, rookie receivers this year: uh, Declan May and uh, Ryan Price, who have been uh, exceptional as well, uh, along with some of our usual our usual guys. And on defense, um, we've had a couple of the, a couple of the youths actually uh, have been progressing over the last couple of years. But we've one youth there has started first this year. He, he he's Owen Chandler he started linebacker first this year for the seniors and he was uh, he was a captain for the youth last year that won the last championship and he's been outstanding um, overall we've actually played quite a lot of rookies this year and um, every, everyone has, has stepped up and uh, really put in a great effort that kind of uh, segues nicely into to what's happening tomorrow is uh, youth team training session happening tomorrow yeah. at Old Christians um, tell us what you're looking for I suppose in, in a youth player who, who wants to go and try the game for the first time yeah, so anyone between the ages of 15 and 18 um, that had, would have been 17 at least one day in this year uh, are eligible to play for our youth team. So we're the current three-time national Irish champions in youth football. Um, and we're looking, basically, we're, we're recruiting now. The season will be starting in uh, late August, early September and runs through till October. But we, we get back usually in July and we start training them up. And uh, we just want, it, like, if anyone is interested in NFL and has watched NFL and wants to play a bit of football and, uh, we'll, we have the, the helmets, pads, the whole lot and um, come down and, and we'll coach them up and we'll, we'll get them going and because as I said we had, uh, we've had we had reasonably big squads the last few years and uh, we're looking to uh, to keep it going and go for a, a four in a row And it's a sport Alan as well for all different shapes and sizes uh, so no matter if you, if you think you're too big or if you're too, you think you're too small there is a place for you in an American football team Absolutely, we've had guys especially in the U team over the last few years that, that maybe in secondary school or you know, they found that there wasn't a sport that maybe suited them either too much running or, you know, maybe they were a bit smart for rugby or whatever. And, um, you know, we've, we've between linemen and receivers and running backs and everything, there's just so many variations of size on the American football team. You know, we'll find a spot that suits you, uh, you know, to make the best of your abilities then. And, you know, we've, we've had guys there that have come in thinking they'll be good at one thing and then they've eventually... You know, between what we think and what they got a feel for, next thing they play a different position and find, oh, this is not what I was thinking I was going to play, but I love it. Um, and we've had we've had lads there that you know we might come down playing receiver, and next thing turn into it. We had one particular guy there last year. He was the the MVP of the final, Alan O'Sullivan, mm. and um, you know he started at receiver, and we were looking, we were kind of in need of a few running backs, and we we moved him to running back, and um, like. He had, he was the league leading rusher touchdowns yards the whole lot and and as I said MVP in a in an Irish national final so you know it it's there's so many variations of size that we can we can make work so again anyone that wants to come down and give it a try we, we'll work with them and uh, you've been doing something fantastic on your Facebook page over the last uh, couple of days it's kind of profiling players who started on the youth team then progressed up and their achievements with the senior team um, the likes of Daniel Sheedy you know, yeah. and uh, and that you know, it just shows that the progression is there Conor McCarthy Conor McCarthy yeah yeah they, these are guys that have started with the youth team they've, won it, they've, they've learned the sport with the youth team they've, they've put in the time you know getting 
getting practice in. Then they moved to the senior team, and like in the likes of Dan's case and 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 in Connor's case, they're both um, they're both starting for the Irish national team, senior national team as well now. So like you know they've gone from coming in at the youth level to winning a championship at youth, winning a championship with the Admiral Senior Squad back in eighteen, and now playing for the Irish national team as well. And both of those are, are, are club captains as well. So it just shows that, you know, the, a couple of years at youth football is a huge advantage when it comes to playing senior football. So if people want to come down and start their football journey tomorrow, well, and what do they do? Yeah, so we'd be delighted to see them. It's uh, We're going from 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock in all Christians Rugby Club. Uh, if anyone wants to come down, um, come down and uh, just bring water, boots, scum shield and... Um, We'll get started from there, and as I said, anyone wants to get a hold of us on Instagram, on Instagram, Facebook, and all of that. And um, as I said, just come down and uh, give it a try, and uh, we'll do the rest. Coach them up. Super stuff, Alan. Always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for joining us, Rory. Thanks very much for that, boy. Talk to you soon. One of the nicest guys in the business, if not the nicest, Alan Lamastny there of the Cork Admirals, uh, speaking about their uh, open training session for uh, the youth tomorrow. Download Christians if you heard that and fancy it. Be sure and uh, hit them up on Facebook and uh, on Instagram and you get more details there as well. Um, if you're a clear person for some reason you're not watching the match, close your ears now, Kilkenny 219. Claire, 10 points, 25 plays, 10 after 43 minutes. It is a mauling by the Cats and there is still 27 minutes left to play in that game. Ooh, Kilkenny are red hot. Claire just look absolutely shell-shocked. Uh, Kilkenny terrifying when they're in this form. It's Kilkenny 219, Claire, 10 points. It's how it stands after 43 and a half minutes. I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to talk hurling when we come back. We're going to be talking to our former Cork hurler, Owen Cadigan. Missed the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench. Glad you could join us for The Bench. Rory here with you until 7pm this evening. Uh, Kilkenny um, still tearing this uh, clear defence apart. Uh, Will Kilkenny 2-19 clear 11 points, a 14-point lead for the Cats and still 23 minutes left in that and it's going to be a big, big winning margin for Kilkenny in this All-Ireland Hurling Championship uh, finally minor final takes place tomorrow standalone fixture should be an absolute cracker Owen Cadigan Electric Ireland ambassador for that game I got a chance to talk to him uh, about the match uh, and indeed uh, Cork this year and whether or not Kieran Kingston uh, should uh, remain in charge for next year so I was delighted to chat uh, to Cork and Douglas's Owen Cadigan all right, delighted to be joined on the line now by former Cork minor hurler Owen Cadigan as he previews the Electric Ireland GAA minor hurling championship final between Tipperary and Offaly on Sunday, July 3rd. Tickets for the match getting underway at 1.30 in UPMC Nolan Park are available for purchase at gaa.ie forward slash tickets. TG Cahar will be airing the match live with coverage starting at 1pm. First off, Owen, how are you, boy? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Roy? Good. Haven't spoken to you in quite a while. How has that retirement been treating you? Or intercultural uh, retirement, anyway? Yeah, it's, um, it's a very different scene, I suppose, for 15 years. At senior level, it was a huge part of my life. Um, so I expected, you know, a big gap in my life. But look, I've been fortunate enough to find it with different challenges as well, which has been good. So back playing my club as well and... I suppose a game every two weeks is great as well with the new um, system. So, you know, so far so good. Really enjoying things. 
probably find it a little bit difficult watching on as a spectator but look that's, that's a given you know I was going to say that must have been hard watching the lads out into the field for the first time you sitting in the stands watching it yeah like it was like um, I'd be lying to you know if I said it didn't um, but you know what like I had my time it was great I I played my last game at 35 years of age in an all-earned final I couldn't have physically or mentally given any more of myself or to Cork like so for the time I was there some games went great some games didn't but I'd like to think that I gave everything I had for the time I was there for the group and this year I suppose um, I mean like there's so much potential in that Cork squad so many young players coming through and I suppose it's only a matter of time before they make that breakthrough yeah absolutely like um at the start of every year, like I always fully believe that Cork have the capability and the hurlers to be able to compete at the latter stages of the championship. I know this year didn't go to plan, um, but there's always different reasons for those things. And I suppose the positives would be like, from a Cork's perspective, you had Alan Connolly step you up to the plate on mm-hmm. the inside line. You had Kieran Joyce, who was incredible, I thought. Like for such a young man, he showed huge maturity and leadership, you know, Excellent. Um, Mark Coleman back to himself when he pushed out to the wing. Um, Sean O'Donoghue taking on a similar form from last year's all earn series as well. So there's definitely huge things to be able to work with. Um, it's just a case of possibly tweaking one or two twi- things and going again next year. And um, I suppose the talk is that Kieran Kingston is going to get another year. The players seem to want him there and it seems like the logical choice for Kieran to, to stay on for another year. Yeah, that seems to be the talk. Like, um, I suppose you've got people talking about the pros and you think people talk about the cons um, for me I suppose firstly it's important to acknowledge that Kieran Kingston has served for the last 8 out of 10 years albeit a selector a hurling coach the manager stepped away for a short period of time and then returned as a hurling manager um, I know it's a results driven game um, but for me the standout thing would be that the respect that he's had from all the players that he's managed in that time all requested and wanted them back mm-hmm. is a great reflection of him as an individual than any silverware can merit and I know from coming from a coaching background myself is that you know I suppose it's it's a real significant sign of Kieran as an individual and the amount of time that he's given to Cork regardless of what decision he makes and I think he deserves the time to be able to reflect on that offer if that's what's on the table and then make a decision based off what's best for Cork mm-hmm. and for his family because it's a huge commitment like it's it's insane like, I remember sitting down having a chat with him last year getting ready for I think it was an all semi semi-final just going through roles and responsibilities and um his phone ranks from like 26 times in his face department. It's yeah. just, it's, it's, it's insane. Like people don't see it. And of course, like, like anything, you're only judged on what you see for 70 minutes on television or in a stadium, whereas there's so much more that goes into it. And it's, the hours that goes into away from training is phenomenal. Like, so I've only huge respect for anyone uh, at any grade, at any level that puts themselves forward for that. Yeah, massively so. Very, very well said. I spoke to, to Shane Kingston about the game uh, against uh, Galway last year. He said it was just one of those games. There was nothing they could do about it. Those things happen. And I don't think Kieran's going to want to go like that anyway. So I think he'll, he'll be ready to go for another year. Yeah, look, I suppose it'd be just me being a subject that Kieran wants to stay or doesn't want to go. Um, mm. I suppose when you're in that setup for as long as you were, you're reflecting on can I contribute positively to the group? Two, can we 
go on and progress on from where we were this year and get back to an all in final and three have I the support of the most important people and that's the playing group and mm. I'm sure that every single occasion the playing group has always um, wanted Kieran to be a part whatever that role looked like uh, of a Cork setup. up um, he'll know himself that the time will come where we need to move on I certainly found that time myself when I had to return but the one thing for the people that will be saying oh we need to move on who do you want to move on to because there's no person putting their hand up right now mm-hmm. with the type of experience that's required to be steady to take the group to the next level again should Kieran um, decide to leave well, the Electric RNGA Minor Hurling Championship final taking place this weekend is Tipperary and Offaly going head to head Tipperary uh, beating Galway in the semi-final Offaly beating Clare um, it's got all the ingredients on of a, a great final coming up this weekend it should be a cracker. I, I, I know there was kind of question marks around should it have been um, a pre-game ahead of the All-Ireland semi-finals this weekend being mm. it in Crow Park and excitement for young fellas but I was kind of thinking about it afterwards it's nice to have a standalone fixture and you're the main stage in Nolan Park like, um, I think as a young fella you probably feel a little more, bit more comfortable in Nolan Park than what you would in Crow Park Um and plus there's just coolest in the fact that they're all there to see you like you know you'd imagine mm. there'd be a huge pose in for senior game anyway so it'd be hard to get a true feel for the amount of support that they'll have but I suppose looking at the teams Offaly if you look at Offaly as a whole in terms of their underage structure and uh, the type of structures that Michael Dignan and obviously people on the ground have put in place is clearly working like with a number 20 All-Ireland football championship win last year back in an All-Ireland um, hurling minor final first time I think since 89 I think it was um, and Tipperary being the traditionalist that they are having won under 21 finals in the last couple of years and now minors back in there like it's it's a credit to both it should make for a cracking um, final the scorelines in the last two games have smelt of like real traditional minor hurling open fast skills on show so it should be a cracker Awfully um, beat Clare in, to, in the semi-final Clare beat Cork on their way to that semi-final uh, I know it's disappointing for, for Paddy uh, not to progress uh, in his first year's minor boss but there are some very uh, promising uh, young Cork players coming through Yeah like, like that's the thing about in, in Cork like, I, I know we can be quite I suppose negative when the when the results aren't going our way like, but there are players coming through you know and um, suppose you see Tommy O'Connell there from Middleton as well like you know I'd be tight for him like you think he brings huge energy um, and he's he's an excellent hurler and you've obviously Kieran Joyce you've Alan Connolly this year um, so like there are young players coming through it's just to build and in terms of the maturity level to move on to the next stage where it's not just you and your hurling is going to get each other line it's your educational and game plan it's your Lifestyle, it's your sleep, it's your nutrition, it's your strength and conditioning. And the question was raised there to me recently around that thought of the Limerick players in the change room after the Munster final, the specimens that they are like. The question was asked, like, what kind of strength and conditioning are you doing, same as your strength and conditioning coach? And my answer to him was, that photo wasn't a reflection of anything they did in the gym. That photo was a pure reflection of what high performance looks like in a high culture. Um, and what do I mean by that like looking physically in that shape is great but they have the hurling capability they have the aerobic and anaerobic capability they have nutrition they have hydration they have sleep they have the psychology aspects all ticked off 
it's grand to look good and have a six pack but if you can't hurl and you can't run and you have the smarts to understand the game plan it's no good to you you know so it's about that photo just embodied everything around what a high performing culture looks like not strength conditioning because there's so many components and I think we need to start going after all those components in a in a I suppose a, a higher manner um, than what we have been doing and realising that curling is great but there's so many other components that we need to be boxing off if we're to compete with the big boys Alright Owen uh, call the um, the winner of the uh, the All-Iron Minor Hurling Championship final who's going to win? I think with the momentum that's within the county and the belief that's shown from people like Shane Laurie within the county I'm going to go at Offaly this weekend and It should be an absolute crack between the two neighbours Very finally Owen um, the senior semi-finals click any Clare, Limerick and Galway who are your two finalists do you think? Um between Limerick and Galway based on specifically what I've seen to date I would have to say Limerick mm. um, I, I, I just think that that Munster final shows that especially after going extra time they'll find a way and they have full belief in everything about what they do uh, and for that reason based as well off I think Cork left nearly 3.17 behind him in Torles 10 days ago whatever it was I think with a calibre team and forward unit like Limerick, I think they'll punish those, that, those 317 if those opportunities arise. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Limerick. Clare and Kilkenny is one of those ones where you see a modernised, tactical, hard-working, speedy, fast Clare team who've come on the scene this year facing up against a team that has been questioned every year for the last couple of years about have they been ability to adapt to a modern game? Do they have the players? And they've always found an answer. Um, last year's semi-final, even though we got over the line, they always nearly found a way. Last minute going by Mullen, uh, and we really had to find another gear to grind it out. So, as strange as this might sound, I think that Kilkenny have the management with the experience and some of the older players to pip clear um, based off their experience alone. Should be two cracks. So I'm going Kilkenny and Nimbrick for the final. Nice, should be two cracking games. Oh, and a pleasure talking to you, buddy. Thanks for talking to us today. Cheers, Roy. Yeah, great to uh, talk to Owen Cadigan, as I mentioned. Uh, it's uh, had been a while. Uh, sorry, my microphone's a bit dodgy this evening. It had been a while uh, since I spoke to Owen Cadigan, so it was good to chat to him and uh, good to talk to him ahead of the Electric Ireland All-Ireland Minor Hurling Championship final tomorrow. And that should be a cracker as well. Uh, Tipperary uh, against Offaly in UPMC Nolan Park. Uh, as you heard Owen mentioned there at the end, he was uh, tipping uh, Kilkenny to pip Clare. They're more than pipping Clare. Clare working very very hard to get back into it they are still 11 points down as Kilkenny 222 uh, Clare 17 points Clare need a goal there's 11 and a half minutes left in that game if Clare could fashion a goal from somewhere anywhere um, they, they'd get right back in they, they, they'd make things interesting but Kilkenny just have been very very good their scores have come a lot easier than Clare have had to work for their for theirs every score that Clare have gotten in the second half they had to work very very hard for and feel like Kilkenny could still step up a gear if they wanted to but uh, as things stand it is uh, Kilkenny 223 in fact they've just got another score yeah 223 uh, to uh, 17 points so 12 points the deficit in Croke Park would be a miraculous comeback at this stage 10 minutes to go but it looks like it's going to be Kilkenny in that final will it be Galway or will it be Limerick we'll join him tomorrow should be an absolutely cracking game tomorrow but as Owen said he expects to uh, see Limerick um, win that game tomorrow 
Uh, we're just going to look back on the Ireland game today. Um, Ireland losing to New Zealand in the opening test. Uh, not a good performance uh, from Ireland by any stretch uh, of the imagination. 42-19 was how that... Uh, st- look, there were some positives, I suppose, to take from which I was going to take positives. Uh, but look, uh, a lot of chances left behind for Ireland and uh, just a disappointing uh, outing to go with the defeat to the Murray All Blacks uh, during the week. Uh, going to hear from uh, Munster's Peter Mahoney uh, speaking afterwards. Yeah, look, I um, thought we started very well. Um, got into our flow nicely, but a um, couple of mistakes, a couple of, couple of uh, disciplinars and, and a couple of loose plays, a couple of drops balls and against the side of the quality that the All Blacks have, um, you know, they punish you on snap balls. So, um, look, we're, we're very pleased. The first 20, we lost away a little bit then. Came in at half time and I thought we regrouped really well. Um, but look, overall, I thought it was a great test match. I thought... We've plenty to work on, um, but you know it gives us huge confidence. You know, breaking down uh, a defence as good as the All Blacks have. I was going to say, once you got into your attacking flow and throwing those back balls, you really did threaten, create a lot of opportunities. How do you start finishing those more? Yeah, look, uh, look, we, we certainly finished a few, um, and I think I think I think the challenge is to be consistent, uh, to be consistent with our ball skills. Um, as we showed, we, we can break teams down, but. You know, it's about, I suppose, it's about making sure we hold on to the ball and, and, and keep pressure on as consistently as possible. Just talk me through, uh, through your eyes, that set-piece battle tonight. Yeah, set-piece battle was tough. Um, I think if you're going to argue the toss, I think the All Blacks got the upper hand. They stole a couple of our line-up balls. Um, you know, scrum was, was, was a great battle as well, but three tests um, over here you know we spoke about it before and it's a huge honour to be here and, and to play in a test like this and I thought it was a great first test match um, plenty to work on from our side but you know a huge amount of confidence we'll take from it you, know, you talk about the confidence if there's one thing and I know it's pretty early to get this reaction but one thing you think that you need to work on it and hopefully improve and get uh, right next week to give you a chance just be consistent um, as I said look we, we broke the guys down a, a couple of times We've got to understand how important it is to hold on to the ball, keep phases, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll defend really well as they will. One of the best teams, if not the best team in the world, of course, they're going to defend exceptionally well. So we've got to be on our game, our, our very, very best game to uh, to be as consistent as we want to be. Yeah, it's Peter Mahoney there speaking uh, uh, after uh, this morning's uh, defeat in Auckland. Uh, Clear 22-24, clear 18 points, time running out for the banner, 62 minutes gone there. I just want to look back on last night's League of Ireland before we wrap up running massively out of time. I don't have time uh, to talk to Jackie Hurley this evening and push that interview in tomorrow's show with Aidan. She's talking about the the Women's Irish Open, so that will be on tomorrow's show. Going to hear briefly from our new Ramblers boss, Shane Keegan speaking after uh, last night's defeat uh, to Treaty United he was named the Ramblers boss during the week um, spoke to him during the week uh, very very impressive uh, speaker as is Shane Keegan masculine enthusiastic but he has a big job to do down at St. Coleman's Park a uh, massive job uh, to get them back up and uh, he has to be looking towards next season already Ramblers uh, still second from bottom but uh, a defeat to, to Treaty United last night in St. Coleman's Park uh, going to hear briefly this is uh, Shane Keegan speaking to uh, the Assembly Media after last night's game It's very hard to call it in a kind of unemotional light in uh, straight after a game but I, I felt that on the balance of chances we had at least as many as, as, as they had it'll be interesting to see the official kind of stats and numbers around it because um, yeah I definitely you know <laughs> But, but that said, 
you know, that's exactly why they've won the game is because in the top quarter and the bottom quarter of the game, they didn't make any mistakes. We basically coughed up our two goals. Um, they didn't get a huge amount of chances, but the ones they got, they were absolutely clinical and put them away. We got plenty of chances and didn't put any of them away. So they deserved the three points. Absolutely, they deserved the three points. But we definitely created as much, if not more, than they did, which means, you know, there's not a, you know, there's a hell of a lot of positive to take from it. And there's just little things like killer instinct that needs to be kind of found and tweaked to, to get more out of it. The, uh, the list of bodies that we were out was quite remarkable. Um, so it was, I landed in here for my first day on the Monday to be told that, uh, you know, I started listing out fellas and well, he's out and he's out and he's out. So like essentially the three centre midfielders were out. Um, Dale Holland, Pierce Phillips and, and Jason Abbott were all out, um, which means we're throwing Hoppy, who's, what is he, 17, 18 maximum years of age in for his debut when he's first ever, in my first ever game. It's not an ideal scenario. Now he did as well as we could possibly have hoped for him out there, so he did. Um, you're putting Conor Dryden left wing back, even though you, you see him as being a much higher up the field player. Um, so, uh, uh, even young David coming on. So you had two players make their debut tonight. Uh, one starting, obviously, in, in, in Hopkins, and the other one coming off the bench um, in, in David towards the end. Um, so there's a lot of bodies down. The two full backs, the two full backs from the last day were out. Left back was suspended. Right back got injured in training um, during the week. So there's a lot of bodies down. But even taking all that into account, we will, the window opens basically today. Um, so it does. So we will look to add, I would think, three to four bodies over the next week or two. Um, and then maybe take our time, maybe trying to find one more as the, as the month goes on. But uh, yeah, reinforcements in there and a couple of players coming back from training or coming back from injury and suspension be a big help too. Yeah, best luck to Shane Keegan now with the job of co-ramblers uh, signed on until the end of next season. As I said, a big job for him down at St. Collins Park, but uh, no better man for it. Kilkenny 225, Clare 19 points, 12-point lead for Kilkenny at the moment, and there's uh, less than four minutes left there. So that is going to be Kilkenny into the All-Ireland final. Uh, it's actually worth the top of the first division table of Cork City with a 3-1 win away to Bray Wanderers last night didn't have to uh, get out of uh, second gear uh, or third gear anyway against uh, Bray Wanderers said they've won uh, 3-1 and uh, the, uh, in second place Galway uh, with a wonder win over Waterford that game on the 15th of July at Turner's Cross is going to be absolutely massive as Cork City and Galway United go head to head that could be close to a sellout it's going to be go a long long way the deciding uh, the destination of the uh, first division title and it's going to be an absolutely cracking night so cannot wait for that one on Friday week City of course no game uh, this week they're playing Stoke City on a friendly on Saturday and uh, co-Ramblers are going to Galway United uh, this coming Friday fingers crossed Shane Keegan and Ramblers can do City a massive massive favour um, it would be absolutely fantastic uh, City four points clear but again City and Galway United turn us across July 15th it's not going to get any bigger than that it's going to be absolutely absolutely massive uh, that's pretty much it from us for the Big Red Bench tonight thank you very much indeed for listening to our show if you missed any of it it'll be on our podcast you can get that on redfm.ie or from wherever you get your podcasts from uh, shortly after the show uh, Aidan is in the hot seat tomorrow from 6 until 7 reporting on the second All-Ireland uh, hurling championship uh, semi-final between uh, Galway and Limerick uh, so tune in for that Stevie's up next with the block party three hours of the finest music coming your way right here on Corks FM we'll be back next weekend enjoy the rest of Saturday night folks The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Corks Red FM